0: welcome to the top order podcast it's wednesday the 27th of april if you dip back in your fees to the 23rd of march episode 188 you'll listen to our ipl preview show where i'm pretty sure we told you that gujarat and Lucknow would be in the top four of the ipl and if you've got long memories um, then please don't listen any further if you've got short memories stay tuned to hear the halfway wrap of the ipl 2022 stay tuned Well, boys, we've reached the halfway point or thereabouts in IPL 2022. Teams have played seven and eight and I think on one occasion, nine games, the RCB, I think nine games into there. Uh, Competition and table, yeah, still a lot to play for, um, but certainly some surprise packages um, and also some um, probably big surprises in terms of who's down at the bottom as well. Particularly if we look at their records um, in this IPL, we're going to have a little bit of a chat around um, some of those topics. Where where do we want to start? I I think it's got to be fair to say we start at the top of the table, don't we, and talk about um, talk about the top uh, top four and particularly the Rajasthan
1: Royals, who I think we all picked to be. be up there. Bordy, you got your hand up. Yeah, I think we just need to start by giving ourselves some because there's gonna be I'm gonna be taking a lot of pineapples in this <laughs> uh in this episode because I've got a lot of stuff horribly, horribly wrong. Uh but we did get one right in that we thought that the Rajasthan Royals would be a a top four side and they certainly look like it at this point off the back of Joss Butler's bet, which must be pleasing for you, Adam. Three hundreds in, in their eight games so far. Mate, the universe, Joss, he is absolutely
0: <laughs> amazing. It, look look. And um- you can't argue with with his numbers you know he's, he's on to have a pretty decent series even if he doesn't score another run um, but if we look at the kind of ratios you know he could finish up there pretty close to that record season from Coley I think he got yep. 980 odd runs but yeah those 300s and just his ability to I, I guess really what impresses me is how well he thinks about the game um, in a couple of those innings he's looked scratchy early on and he's just kind of got into
1: his work and then there isn't a ground big enough in, in 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 Mumbai for him I don't think I'm going to ambush you here with a question is he playing his way back into the England Red Bull side off the back of this IPL performance and potentially into into the kind of open bracket C close bracket
0: well it's interesting because there's a little bit of symmetry around Ed Smith um, picking him back into that test side a couple of years ago or three years ago based on ipl form um I, look I, I will say and I, I can prove it to you guys as well we'll stick it in the in the socials my little brother um texted me the other day from from the uk and said anyone caught your eye in the early part of the english season um for, for those early test match spots and i just went back yeah joss butler um, so uh, look as silly as it seems i i think that the level of freedom that he's playing with is potentially a a, a, a an option for the captaincy, um, with yeah, with his cricket brain and with his undated form. I don't think it will happen, but you never know. Get him can, opening the
2: batting, I reckon. Can I? Can I just ask why? Why does this happen? Like, how can Josh Butler be the best batter in the world at T Twenty cricket? Certainly, you know, in the last couple of weeks at least, and then struggle at Test level. Like, I don't understand. I I know all the formats are so different, and I can I can understand how. People struggle with, I guess, the tempo of different um, different types of cricket. But I don't understand why people look. I, I've just never understood. It. I'm, I'm not a batsman. I'm, maybe that's why I don't understand it. But I don't understand why he can look so out of sorts in one format when it's it's still
3: hitting the ball. I, yeah. Don't they call you the sewing needle? Something <laughs> like <laughs> machine. Sewing machine. machine. Yeah. Um, for, for me, I, I don't. I I think they're very very different formats right down to mindsets that the players have but also the pitches that they play on Mm. um in India they've got smaller grounds as well and look he's just going out there and seeing ball and hitting ball he's had some time off uh from the English setup as well to freshen himself up for this but um it's just really astonishing 71 at, at you know almost 160 strike rate it's incredible
0: yeah, uh, look, it's baffling, isn't it, to be perfectly honest? I, I would say that, you know, in the Ashes, he showed some application in one of the innings where he, yep. he kind of batted like a test cricketer. Um, he, he had an innings where he, you know, had to put his foot to the floor as well. It's just he's not really managed to combine that mindset and get the right sort of
1: tempo in that um, in that Red Bull setup. It's funny, isn't it? He looks so engaged for Rajasthan and in and, and in White Ball cricket and generally. But whenever I think of Josh Butler, I think of him with his with his English cap on and his and his wicket keeping gloves standing behind the stumps, kind of most of the time looking a little bit disinterested or kind of non-plussed about what's going on in the field. And well he might be if they were getting pumped or whatever. <laughs> um but he just looks so engaged for Rajasthan at this season and it looks like a different cricketer. Maybe because he doesn't have the gloves, perhaps he's been out in the outfield kind in the covers and on the boundary, maybe that's a key to unlocking his ability for England is to give someone else the gloves and and maybe have him in the outfield a little bit.
0: Yeah, look, he certainly doesn't have that sort of drummer in the band feel yeah, when, yeah, when, he's, when he's keeping yeah, yeah. wicket for, for England. But I think when you look at his demeanor, I, I, look, I think when you look at his demeanor batting for for the Roars, he, he just looks ice cool. He, he, he doesn't look as if he's thinking about anything. Mm. Um, it looks as if his mind's completely free. And then yeah, absolutely, you see the enjoyment when he scores a hundred or takes a catch. And um, yeah, look, there's, there's a lot to be said about the environment um, that he's in. But I, I think that that would be pretty harsh because I know he's really good mates with Joe Root and Ben Stoke so I don't think you know there's an environment conversation there around uh, not enjoying it he maybe just enjoys winning yeah and that could be it
3: so Josh Butler's not the only reason that the Rajasthan Royals are absolutely shooting the lights out talk to us about the bowlers Stu you've got Chahal Prasadi Krishna Ashwin Bolt all taking over seven wickets so far in the tournament
2: oh it's great isn't it I I, I mean Chahal is just he I feel like he's got to be a joy, he's a joy to watch, but he's he feels like someone who's a joy to be around and just such a great team member, you know, it seems like he's always smiling and yeah, always kind of having fun with uh, with anyone who's around him, uh, you know, his famous pictures, I think last IPL season of, of him and Chris Gale having some fun, um, you know, posing and stuff, but yeah, he just, he just seems brilliant and I think, I mean, you just rattled off all those names, they're all world-class bowlers, you know, they're all bowlers that are, you know, leading their attacks or you know top of their game at, at certain points and they're just I, I think Rajasthan we've, we talked about it you know a month ago when we did the preview we've talked about it at every point they just seem so balanced at the moment even the last game last night they played against uh, RCB and you know they got in some trouble it's uh. But Butler didn't get runs, Sandrew Sampson, although he looks a million dollars every single time he walks out to the crease, didn't get any runs and you know, you had Ryan Parag just comes in and, and saves the day and, and scores a 50. So they've just got players that are contributing all up and
1: down their roster. The thing that really impresses me with their bowling attack is some of the economy rates. So you have a look at Chahal's economy rate, you think about Josh Hazelwood as being quite miserly in T20 format chahal's got a better economy rate 7.09 bowling leggies in in on small grounds and an average of 12. um you know that strike rate as well 10.6 he he's he's really doing the job for rajasthan and that bowling combination that you mentioned is one that can set them up and win them a big final by restricting an opponent to a really gettable score and it only takes one of their by- their batters to come off and Rajasthan have gotten home and that's really been the theme for some of these top sides this year has been one or two batters have been coming off and they've been supported by a really good bowling attack. Um, where do we want to go next Stu in terms of our, our teams that we want to talk about here or themes we want to cover? Well I think you just sort of
2: threw a, a nice segue there and in ter- in towards uh, Gujarat it, and you know we, you just saying that one or two batters can kind of get you enough runs to win you games I think that's you know I think when we same kind of conversation when we talked about Gujarat we were saying excellent bowling attack but where are they going to get any of their runs and they've managed to do it by at the start of the IPL it was Shubman Gill getting all of their almost all of their runs it felt like and now it's been Hardik Pandya who's I I mean I, I think it'll come up in some of the other teams that we end up discussing but he's you know, elevated himself to four. He's taken on the captaincy responsibility. I had a bit of a look at his stats. He had before the season in almost 100 IPL games, 90-odd IPL games, he'd had four fifties. Now he's ratted off three on the bounce for for Gujarat and, you know, setting them up to, to win games. They sort of, that team really, you know, we talked about New Zealand, the way that they kind of play their cricket. Gujarat is playing their cricket in that way in that they get... 160 170 kind of if they can get that it's enough to defend and that you know they've been a a real surprise for me in the way that they've been able to do that
1: yeah and have a look at the sides that they've beaten two quality cricket teams that they've that they've beaten they've won four out of their last five games in that span they've beaten both the royals and kkr teams that we thought were going to be at the top of the table and it's one of royals only two losses to the season the only game that they've gone down to is against Sunrisers, and I'm, I'm sure we're going to get on to them in terms of their progress. But this has been a really imp- impressive performance by a first-up team in Gujarat. This this side and look now have come together just superbly from a team that had no kind of kept players, you know, no retained players or whatever. They've got to have been brought together. And they've just managed to find ways to win cricket games. It's been really impressive from both of these expansion franchises. And
0: look, I guess um remiss not to talk about the New Zealand um, link in that Gujarat side. Lockie is, is having a pretty good tournament so far. Yeah, he's Strike good. rate's up there. Looks electric in the field as well. Uh, again, we, we talked about Josh Butler seeming to enjoy it. He looks like he's really in his element. And I think he's played every game, hasn't he? He's been on yeah. the part for all, yeah. of, all of the games.
3: Well, what I've really liked about Gujarat is the way that they have actually ebbed and flowed through their momentum. Shami came out in the first few matches and bowled really, really well. Then Lockie came in and, and took that mantle a little bit, and they've, they've played really well together. I think India as a country, when they're thinking about it nationally, Hardik Pandya is a, is a really, really important cog for their national side. So that's actually very exciting for them. Now he just needs to sort out his bowling, just picking up on that Handia, uh, Pandia point that you were talking about earlier.
2: Yeah, well, the, yeah, and there's been a lot of chat since then around, you know, maybe he's the answer for them in, in T20 cricket batting at four. And yeah, that, that bowling thing is going to be interesting the rest of the way for this tournament because he's sort of picked up this groin injury that seemed to, he was on the field, uh, scored his runs, and then seemed to tweak it when he was out there running. And yes, yeah, so I guess the his availability and he, I think he has missed one game because of that injury and. Yeah, his, what he's able to do with the ball will be will be interesting because I mean yeah, obviously if you can add overs as well, then that's that's fantastic. Uh,
0: another surprise, I think, if we go back to our previous show, is how well the Sunrisers are doing. I don't think any of us tipped have them in the we top.
2: We are the Sunrisers.
0: Yeah, uh, look out for the socials, slip. He's very keen to post um, the, the, the song there. But and um, their musical ability aside, um, <laughs> uh, what surprises the most about about that? I, I guess if I look down the list, it is you know, it, I'm going to be a little bit harsh here, but you know, Kane Williamson aside, there isn't really that absolutely standout gone overseas player name, yet there's some of their parts, you know, seeing them in the top four of the tournament
2: at the halfway stage, which has surprised a lot of people, I think. I want to give Raj a shout out for this section of of the Sunrisers, because I remember when we talked about their side and um, we talked about Natarajan and how, I think you said, Raj, that he could be one of the buys of this tournament and that he was someone who'd performed really, really well a couple of seasons ago, struggled a lot with injury and yeah, if the way that he's bowled has been unbelievable he seems he just hits the poles all the time it's exactly. he's been fantastic
3: he's a very very good 2020 bowler he had an off season last season with the with a knee injury that he was carrying for most of the ipl definitely the first half anyway and he's just come out really really strong just taking bags of wickets you know a little Two for here, a little three for here, all the way through the tournament. He's been really, really good.
1: Hasn't he bowled well in partnership with Umar Malik? Umar Malik has oh, been an absolutely sensation for, for Sunrisers at the other end, allowing Tina Tarajan to to hit the wickets, to, to bowl straight, full and straight, and, and hit those poles. So you talk about partnerships in in one day, and in, particularly in Test cricket, at the moment this has been a superb bowling partnership. I mean, they bowled their RCB side out for what, 60, 68 um, the other day and set up a big win. So their bowlers are really doing their job. And and like we said with Gujarat, they're scoring enough runs uh, to win games of cricket. So, you know, they've been a real surprise pack at the moment.
2: Well, and they lost their first few games and then, you know, Marco Janssen joined them um, from the, you know, from South Africa. And I think actually probably what we didn't really factor in in that conversation at the start of the tournament was just how amazing their coaching staff is. So Dale Steyn, Baldy doing his best Dale Steyn impersonation here with the the facial hair and the the uh, the man bun. Not quite Steyn. is uh, Stain is pulling it off unbelievably well for anyone who's seen pictures of him lately. But you know they've got him leading their bowling attack and all these young bowlers who actually I mean must be learning an incredible amount off him. Murali's in the camp. They've also got Brian Lara. I think is their batting coach. So. You know, just an, a remarkable amount of talent in that squad, and and players to learn off. And you know, I think I said that they would be a side that I think will be better next year, and I, I don't dis I don't disagree. I I still have trouble thinking that they're a side that can win this competition, but they're just cleaning everyone up at the moment. So, you know, yeah, I I don't know.
3: It'll be interesting to see when we talk about where we think this is going for the second half of the season. These guys, as you said, lost their first few games. They've won, I think, five on the trot. Mm. Uh, They've definitely got the the big Mo falling in their favour at the moment.
1: They've got Mo's, they've got Man Buns, they've got everything. Look, I've also been impressed with Lucknow. Um, Those expansion franchises, as I said earlier, have come together wonderfully well. This time on the back of Kael Rahul, again scoring hundreds for fun in this IPL. They've also got a very good bowling lineup. To me, it's no surprise that these top four sides have one or two batters that are are getting big runs and big hundreds and bowling attacks that are are restricting sides and, and bowling them out. And you have a look at some of those sides that are struggling, it's their bowling departments that are struggling as well.
3: Yeah, I mean, uh, the way I look at it is I think that they've been doing just enough to win mm-hmm. every single time. Uh, we, when we talked about them in the preview, we were talking about how they you know, don't necessarily have those superstars to win a game every every night or consistently, this kind of proves that they might not need that. They've had KL Rahul who scored those 200s, but he's also got two Golden Ducks as well during that period as well. Mm. So I think they've, they've done really well. Wickets evenly spread across Avesh Khan, Jason Holder and Kronal Pandia. And then... Uh, Quinton de Kock and, and Deepak Huda have also looked really good with the bat for them. There, yeah, I, I Just one more point before I finish up. I really like the fact that they did bring Marcus Stoinis in. We did talk about that in the preview. He's played the last four matches, I think, and he's added some real spice to their batting. Um, I'd like to see him actually get going and see what he can do damage-wise, but um, I'm, I'm excited that he's in the playing eleven.
2: We're well, on the hundreds because obviously you know Butler's getting all the rave reviews. Three hundreds, like we said, he's been he's batting unbelievably well. Rahul has kind of quietly gone about his business and got two as well himself, and it made me kind of think, like, is it easy to get t twenty hundreds? But then obviously it's easy for these two, maybe. But yeah, no one else has got <laughs> no one. So no one else has f- got one. But okay, they they are making it look. Easier and easier to actually get a hundred in T Twenty cricket, which felt like something incredible when T Twenty cricket first started. Yeah, the the thing with uh, particularly second hundred, I think one hundred and three,
0: um, Cal Rahul, and um, I, I watched the game, and I, it was just so pure and full of just proper cricket shots. Yeah. It, there, what there was hardly any improvisation. Um whenever they moved a the fielder, he, he you know he hit a cover drive along the deck you know, like a tracer bullet to, you know, five yards wide of the guy, they move the guy, he, he, he just opened the face slightly, um, yeah look, he look, he's looked at absolute goods, Kyle Rahul, in this tournament so far.
3: I think the key is with these these hundreds is that they've found finally what the tempo needs to be for that scoring rate, you'll mm-hmm. see it's within that 60 to 70 balls and uh, getting it just before the end of the innings or the close of the innings, so that's what I think is lending itself to to scoring more hundreds.
1: Just a bit of a reality check for the Super Giants at the halfway point. They've got two wins against Mumbai, who are stone motherless last at 0-8. And and they have a win against the Super Kings, who also aren't doing very well. They've got losses against RCB. They've got a loss against the Royals and a loss against, I think, Gujarat as well. So they're performing really well. They're beating the guys at the bottom of the table, but they have a a relatively poor record against those those top three sides or having said that they do have a win over the over the Sunrisers earlier on in the tournament so you know there is a bit of a reality check there i think they are perhaps a tier below some of those teams at the very tippity top of the table and maybe there's room for someone like royal Challengers bangalore or delhi caps if they get to their act together or kolkata to sneak up above that team potentially given that they haven't had a a great record against the top two or three sides.
2: And and before we get to, I guess, all of those contenders, I, I think one of the big surprises, maybe not that they've struggled, but that they're 0-8, you just mentioned, Mumbai. What is, I mean, what is going on here? there's got to be
0: a you know there's got to be a shout here for uh, an expansion team to come in and replace them next year right (laughs) um after after this Uh, yeah it it, it is puzzling but we did touch upon it a little bit in that in that preview show didn't we i think they lost heaps
2: i mean they've lost heaps of players they had the best core of players and they kept those players together for a long time it was yeah a lot of a lot of indian players and and their overseas players were yeah were very established and, and players that were doing very well but yeah, i didn't see zero and eight that this has been a, a big surprise
1: yeah it, it's a i think a big surprise to everybody that both mumbai and chennai have played 16 games between them and have got only two wins i don't think anyone really predicted that the the real disappointment is they haven't been able to get any runs out of their established superstars you know in terms of rohit sharma and 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 so forth you know those guys haven't won games for them they might have performed reasonably well uh highlights for mumbai is that tilak verma uh, tilak verma i should say has started to emerge it's he's their leading nice, yeah. their leading run scorer so yet again the production line for mumbai has unearthed another talent but i think they're you know they're looking at a high draft pick at, at, at least uh, in terms of in terms of going into next season and maybe that's the strategy is that these two teams now are tanking and trying to win the draft come next season
3: how do you reckon uh this is a question for anybody on the, on the panel here how do you reckon Ishan Kishin is feeling at the moment you know he was that big marquee buyer they spent a lot of money on him as uh, a relatively young fella how do you think he's feeling in a little bit of a hole here
2: Well, I mean going on I think the way he got out in his last game where he chopped it on to the keeper's foot and it bounced up and and caught it slip after kind of battling in that game you know he's sort of known as someone who bats quickly and to chewed up kind of 20 balls on his way to then that happens to him it felt felt like that kind of summed up Mumbai's whole season in that moment
0: yeah, I think it's going to be difficult because even if he finishes the tournament with a bit of a hiss or a roar, and, and he's you know he's well capable of doing that and he's the kind of player, if he gets on a roll, you can see him p- peeling off um, three or four scores pretty quickly. But it'll be like, well, they're and 0 There was no pressure on him. So um, it's going to be really interesting to see what they do. We, we talked at the start, um, Tim David, biggest waste of crawl. You know, it's, it's looking that way um, so far. Does he get back in the side? And, and then I think we all tip Fabian Allen as well, I think, to, I to I have been given a bit of a run and hasn't, and hasn't really got a guernsey at any point during the the competition so far so yeah it'd be really interesting to see what they do in terms of perhaps preparing for uh for next year they've got to go for ben stokes and Joffre Arch,
2: archer haven't they well they've already got archer on the on the books and I, I guess that's the thing you mentioned it before they've got all these big money signings that are actually not doing a great amount for them they've you know tim david is now on the bench joff archers over in the in the uk and you know ishan kishan's yeah, chopping it onto people's foot and getting caught at slip. I mean, yeah, there's just the. It felt like almost after three or four games they went into you know tank mode for next year. Devold Brevis came in. I mean, he's actually looked really he good. He actually I'm, looks like a good not, player. He looks a, a real genuine international player, Dewalt Brevis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, we'll see, I wonder if South Africa is going to start to maybe think about how they can get him involved in their in their setup. Oh yeah, they will international be. setup. But you know, they, it seems like already they've moved into. Let's look look at next year with the the way that they've used their their overseas players and things. It's been yeah,
1: a, a bizarre tournament for them. Genuine ambush question: Does anyone know if you can trade players in the IPL? Uh, I believe you can. You can, but
2: it's it's I, complex and yeah, convoluted. I yeah, it's not a. It, I think the player. I, I don't know. I I know that Bolt was traded in the off season at that, at various points to get his way to Mumbai. Okay. I, I say I know, but I think right, actually, actually. So, if, if someone any wants listeners to me.
0: do know, please uh, p- comment in the socials um, or drop us an email thetoporderpodcast top at gmail dot com. We'll find our contact details on the website, the Let's move on to the midfield. Who's going to win? You know this battle of you know the McLarens and the the Hasses of the IPL, Alpha Romeo. Yeah. So who who is actually going yeah, to, I guess, get themselves into that? Um, top four, I think we can say Rajasthan uh, should uh, should make the semi-finals. Are we going to say uh, the Titans are going to be there as well, or uh, are we are we iffy on that? I'm going to stick my neck out on the line. I reckon they're going to make it. Um, but yeah, who who do we think can actually make a run? Can the Knight Riders get up from um, eighth on the table, or are we
2: really talking about this being uh, you know four from the top seven? I, I want to know what Raj thinks about RCB. I mean, you you're always tipping them in in your Every time we talk about the IPL, what is going on with them? They were they were a side that was that started off the season pretty good, and um, you know I I don't feel they were ever super convincing, but they were a side that was winning games, and you know they were performing
3: reasonably well. The last two games, it's just gone completely to custard. Look, I guess does, if someone told you that RCB would have five more wins than Mumbai, you'd probably take it, right? And <laughs> um, at, at any part of that season, I guess. What we're starting to find now is, as you mentioned over the last few games, what we've, the, it, we're have we starting to have those issues found out. So the top order failing constantly, mm-hmm. the middle order, your man Binxie Dinesh Kartik, has really stepped up and, and saved a lot of yeah. innings from being that 68 all out or 115 not out, which were the last two results. Uh, his 44 he got against Rajasthan in their first game, mm-hmm. uh, in the second game of the tournament I think it was. At that, that brought them home to a win. And the, the 66 that he got against um, the Delhi Capitals really gave them a shot at posting a total, which is when their bowlers came and did the job for them. Uh, Hasaranga and Hazelwood, which we talked about yeah, in the preview, be uh, they've been really good for them. Hazelwood, once he finally um, was able to play into the tournament, uh, I think that the there is the possibility that they start to run out of steam here. The momentum has sort of left them. Uh, and really... We need to start seeing some runs from the likes of Virat Kohli. he must be under real pressure
2: how how many times have people said that in the last two years
3: he must be under some real pressure the two golden ducks just his face after he oh. nicked that one to second slip yeah. who would have thought that Virat Coley would ever have a second slip playing 2020 cricket
2: yeah it's uh, it's, it's unbelievable isn't it i mean we, we've said it me i feel like we've been saying it for the last for a year now you know we're just expecting him to turn it around and it's it's just not happening and it, i guess his 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 face, like you say, his demeanour seems just very unveracoli like, and uh, and I think that's going to no matter what you think of him, and th- that's going to rub off on the rest of that side because it seems like he's such a charismatic player and you know a talisman for RCB in general. But it's mm.
3: it's one of those things though. I'll throw to you, Wardy. It's one of those things where you feel like he's one fifty or one oh, big yeah. score away from just exploding.
1: And that's the good thing for for RCB at the moment is that they. They don't look like they're playing good cricket, but they've won five games and they've lost four. Even though they're two and three in their last five games, they are still in contention. And it doesn't take very much for Maxwell or Faf or Anuj Rawat or, any, or, or, or Virat or any of those kind of top four, top five batters to hit a little bit of a purple patch and then we're talking about them like we are with Gujarat and Rajasthan where they've got a a senior player who's continually making runs for them and that's all they're really missing at the moment um in terms of their in terms of their their record I mean they have a win against the royals they have a win against KKR they have a win against the caps so they are beating sides around them on the table um but they're going to have to I think they're going to have to win They've got what five games to play. I think they're going to have to go at least at least three and two, if not four and one, to be able to give themselves a really good chance of making that final four.
2: And I guess around the table, are there any teams? I mean, I'm trying to think of who we've got left. We've got Delhi Capitals, KKR, and Punjab uh, and CSK. Out of those four teams that we haven't really talked about in any detail, are there any sides there that you think? geez, they're just about to go on a run or, or can, you know? are we almost prepared to write these teams off that they're too far back at this point already?
1: Well, having written off Sunrisers after the first couple of games <laughs> of the season and predicting that they were going to really struggle, they've ripped off five games. So any of these teams can do it. I think the Capitals and, and the Royal, Challenge Bang- Royal Challengers Bangalore ha- are completely capable. Uh, I think the Kolkata Knight Riders probably have the best side on paper of those three in, in and i think we talked about that in the preview right we, we really liked kkr but at the moment they've they've owned four in their last four games one and five in their last five I think they are off the pace now, you know. They're going to have to win six. five, maybe even six games. Their run rate's low. Of their, last, of their last five or six games to really get themselves into a position where they're not asking for results to go their way.
3: And The Punjab Kings, I feel like they're almost lucky to have won those four games. Maybe that's a bit rude to say, but the way their bowling is performing Bowling's. at
2: the moment. <laughs> Ashdeep sings good, but the rest of them are just...
3: I remember you saying you were excited by that top four, you know, the Darwin, Birstow... Uh, Agrawal oh. and um, Livingston. It's it's great that they you know they are a great top four, but if they're having to score an above par score every single time, having to chase down two hundred runs to win a game, uh, they'll need a Ryan little bit Birsto's,
2: of luck. has been out of form. He's been left yeah. out the last last couple of yeah. games as well.
0: Livingston going all right though. Three fifty. He's looked so really Looks yeah. Looked he has proven good. himself to me. So
3: yeah. absolute an absolute
1: fantasy stud as well. Get him into your fantasy team. Not that I should be talking. I think I'm eighty fourth or eighty second in so our fantasy league at the just moment. Just
3: talking about the Delhi caps. Did you guys uh, see that incident with uh, Rashav Punt and? And the no ball, I'll throw that open to the floor. Well,
0: I, I said it off air. I'm. I'm just glad that Cricket Australia didn't do the disciplinary; otherwise, it would have been out for a year uh, for that. Look, I, I, I didn't like it. Um, t- to be perfectly honest, um, look, it was difficult to tell exactly who was kind of directing the traffic, but I think it was uh, one of the coaches in the in the dugout. Um, they were even gest- uh, gesturing for the batsman to kind of come off. Um, Shane Watson was getting quite animated I think on the other side of the argument saying guys you need to sit down and let the umpires get on with this um, but look, it just didn't look it didn't look good did it and um, l- let's be honest the decision was probably uh, probably wrong and I, I, I think um, we were talking about this at, at the pub I think we, we've got to have a, a better option um, to be able to review that whether or not we pick an arbitrary height and use Hawkeye to say that that's where a no ball is Um but regardless of whether the decision's right or wrong i i, I didn't think that was
1: great from just, Rishabh and his team just before we move across to Raj you were a big advocate of a set height for a no ball and it varied across the conversation we had had a couple at that point and you had le- you i think you landed on like 1.6 i think was your your minimum height for a, for a no ball it got higher and higher the more beers we had over well, the course well, of mate, responsibly I, well yeah exactly
0: please drink responsibly and also i, I do come from an imperial measurement that's sort true. of that's true i was trying to
1: put it into metric terms for you know my Australian friend over here. Yeah I was I was struggling to count and or translate at that point. Let's move on. Raj, you wanted to pick up on that uh, yeah, punt incident. Is one point wa- six high then? It's very high, yeah, yeah, high. It's, it's almost as tall high. as me mate.
3: Yeah. Um the uh Ricky Ponting I think had COVID as well. That was another thing they're probably missing a little bit of leadership.
2: Yeah I agree. Le- I
3: am probably gonna be a bit harsh here, but I actually reckon it shows that he's probably not fit for leadership at the moment. Uh so he was essentially wanting to pull up stumps because of a no ball i find that i find that very sort of sort of petulant and for me i think it's a little bit of a black mark against his name definitely for the national setup from a, from from leadership perspective.
1: Oh, i'm going to pick up on that because if that happens in a regular club game that is something that would normally go to a match review committee and would have that captain fined and suspended the fact that it's happened in the premier t20 tournament in the world and there wasn't a suspension is problematic. And I think you're right, he needs to have a really good hard look at himself, spend a little bit of time in the room of mirrors and, and realise that that is not an appropriate way to lead your cricket team. The umpire's decision is final and even if they get it wrong, you have to accept that and move on. And that is a really, really poor look for Rishabh Pant and I'm sure that he will reflect on that and think I've got this wrong and I, I need to change the way that I go about that in future uh, because it's not a good look for him or for his team.
0: Well, it wasn't on the run sheet, guys, to talk about every team in detail, but it seems as if we've, I think we've only got CSK left to go. We we can touch a little bit on them. I don't think we've talked about the Knight Riders um, either particularly, but they look to be out of it. Um, so, yeah, no um, fairy tale for uh, for MSD by the looks of things in the tournament.
2: No, although he did uh, flesh a moment of uh, MSG, uh, MSD, MS, <laughs> G the, uh, the New York... Uh, link there, but look, yeah, it flashed a a moment of brilliance where he scored, what was it, 16 off four balls to win them that game and kind of doing, you know, rolling back the years and doing what was has always been remembered for, so at least he kind of gave us that, but yeah, it's been another kind of really weird season that, you know, they're no, no, Devon Conway. Although actually, he's over at uh, getting married at the moment, I believe, in South Africa. So, sort of, uh, it's and you know, it, Moe Ali's injured. It's it's just been a weird, weird year for them.
1: It has been a bit of a wash in in terms of this season for Chennai, and not a great start to Ravichandrasejah's uh, captaincy chops either. Not a great opportunity for him to take over from. MS Dhoni in terms of leading that team but it hasn't been great for him on the field in terms of results but I mean they they can only get better from here Chennai I think they've got a they've got a they've got a good side that's got a lot of good players in it uh, but I think they're relying very heavily on veterans who are only going to be there for maybe another season or two Dwayne, Dwayne Bravo's probably been their best player at what's he now 38 39 maybe even um, and he's still their best bowler in terms of you know wickets taken uh, so I think there's there's probably a, a refresh due for Chennai. And unfortunately, I think it's going to get worse for them before it gets better.
3: Your mate uh, Shivam Dubey has been a bit of a shining light as well, with a 49, a 57, and a 95 not out of 46 balls.
2: I know no one's more surprised about that than me. Don't worry about that. But um, yeah, yeah, look, yeah, look, you got to give him credit. He's, he's um, yeah, he's, he produced some some real or that you know that 90 odd in particular was was a really impressive innings and um, showing that yeah, maybe showing that he does have the. The talent to live up to to that reputation that he did have at, at you know a few years ago.
3: Uh, what about Mitchell Santner? He's played a few games, three games, I believe. It's that's another just really weird one. It's it
2: seems like he's been brought in as their Moen Ali replacement in that he's been batting three. Like, I, I want to see Kiwis get as much opportunity as possible in the IPL, but Mitchell Santner batting three is not really, I don't think, the best use of him, particularly when he's not even really bowling his four overs.
1: We've also seen Ravi Ashwin bat at three as well, uh, so it's been a bit of a trend for for the spinner to kind of go up the order and try and tonk it a little bit. Uh, hasn't always worked though.
2: Well, I don't, yeah, I don't even know if Santner's supposed to be up there trying to tonk it. Yeah, it's a very, very weird one. I don't understand that at all. But on left picking... hand, right hand combinations, maybe. I don't know. I honestly think they're just searching for answers at this point. And what, uh, I suppose in the same way that we talked about Pandya before, I'm actually really surprised that, and it, it sort of never happened in the IPL as far as I'm aware, why isn't Jadeja doing that? Why isn't Jadeja going, okay, I'm the captain now. I'm actually a really good batter. What? Why am I not batting for and going, like, we have holes in our batting. I, you know, I'm going to say I'm I'm going to because he can play a number of different types of innings as well. Maybe I'm mm. overrating his batting ability, but oh
1: no, I don't think so. I think he does have that capability, and I think that's on him as a leader to step up in now that he's got the the kind of armband on and go right. I'm going to bat in that that, that difficult four spot, and I'm going to be the guy for you. And and other pe- other guys, you're going to bat around me and do as follow me and do as I do. Maybe just wants to bring the dog out with a helicopter view. Could be that.
0: Well team, that does just about wrap up this episode of the Top Order podcast, so um, I think the summation is get your money on uh, CSK to emerge from uh, the doldrums and probably Mumbai Indians to escape as well, um, at the risk of two of the, the guys in the top um, of the table. But we will be watching, um, all jokes aside, the conclusion of this IPL with e got eyes. Um, great highlights packages that sort of extended sort of 30 minutes of, of each game, which has been really good um, to watch on, I think, Sky Sports here in New Zealand. But it is good night and god bless from us all here in new zealand we will be back in your feed very soon we've got plenty of hall of fames uh, coming up and of course um there's a lot going on off the field in the world of cricket at the moment so um, as soon as we can bring you news of uh, some of those coaching appointments and um, england and south africa might be making some changes as well and um, we'll bring that to you in you know, this week in cricket in your feed very very soon but for now good night god bless we'll see you
1: soon